broadcasting live from the R&R Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. What up, what up, what up, Raider fans? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Monday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. By the way, uh, today is National Margarita Day, in case you didn't know. Uh, and trust you, me, uh, I'm going to have some uh, some hookups uh, on if you want to celebrate uh, National Margarita Day. Uh, I got some uh, recipes uh, that include your favorite Embajador uh, tequila um, you know, brands and, and uh, their particular uh, bottles and tastes. Uh, and I've got some hookups for you guys on some recipes that you can uh, hook yourself up. Maybe you got a loved one. Maybe you got a little sweetie. Whatever the case might be, uh, we got you covered today on National uh, Margarita Day. Uh, hope everything is well. Hope you guys had a safe and sound uh, and fun weekend. I know I, I did. Uh, got a chance to uh, kind of chill and unplug a little bit. Uh, lots to talk about, uh, of course. You know, I want to get right to this. Um, I've been getting hit up a lot about this uh, these last couple of days. There's, for some reason, <laughs> there's a bunch of reports out there uh, that uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders are closing in uh, on a new contract uh, extension. And listen, it makes a lot of sense um, for a lot of reasons. It makes a lot of sense both, if you want to look at it both ways, um, you know, signing Derek Carr to an extension in the sense that I, the sense I get, first of all, is if it, if there is a contract extension, uh, it's not going to be a long uh, contract extension. Um, it'll, it'll, if it goes down this road, um, uh, my guess is it's going to be a shorter termed deal in length. Um, now keep in mind, Derek Carr, has two years left on his current contract, but none of that money is guaranteed. It's literally uh, on a pay-per-play uh, basis at this point for Derek Carr. That's the trade-off uh, when you sign a long-term uh, contract extension, as Derek Carr did, what, four years ago or so. Um, you know, uh, As is his right, uh, he and his team negotiated a deal that paid him up front. He got his uh, guaranteed uh, portion of his contract uh, in the earlier stages of the contract, um, you know, anytime you do a contract, it's a two way street. You know, teams have their objectives and their needs and their wants and uh, their, you know, uh, uh, feelings on how a contract should play out. Obviously, player and player agents uh, have ideas on how contracts are going to run out, are going to, uh, you know, unfold. Uh, and if you're the player, getting uh, upfront money is always probably the best bet, right? Um, it's a violent sport. It's a volatile sport. Um, you try to get your guarantees uh, as early as possible. Um, and, and But it's a negotiating. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's something that gets negotiated, and there's give and take. And part of the give, if you're a player, is that when you get to the last couple of years of the contract, generally speaking, the guarantees are gone, uh, and now you're playing on, um, you know, like I said, basically a pay-per-play basis. So right now, from the Raiders' perspective, they're in great shape uh, with Derek Carr. Uh, he's undervalued uh, in terms of what the quarterback market currently looks at. Remember when Derek Carr signed this contract, and I laughed at the time uh, because, oh my gosh, it's a record-breaking contract. He's the highest-paid quarterback of all time, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, uh, that's the way it works. Um, when it comes to, you know, the latest star quarterback or the latest slugger or pitcher or, you know, whatever the case might be in those two sports, 
you're always the next guy up always tries to further it, you know, put it out there a little bit further. And then the next guy leapfrogs him and the next guy leapfrogs him. It's this ongoing basis. So, you know, it's funny sometimes reading all the accounts and seeing some of the reaction when somebody signs, you know, the the biggest contract in quarterback history uh, as if that's going to be the case you know, over the course of the contract. Uh, well, you know, a few years later, that contract uh, is somewhat outdated because as of right now, Derek Carr um, is, you know, I don't even think he's top five, top six, top seven in terms of being paid, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback salaries. So at one point, it was the highest ever, at, and now uh, it's decidedly lower uh, than the top. And so the, the Raiders are getting a bargain. So from their perspective, um, you know, you have some flexibility here. Um, you have a quarterback under control for the next two years at a price that you like. Um, you know, so for that, for, for, from their perspective, it might make sense to wait a little while longer. However, uh, the other part of it uh, is with the salary cap going down on a short-term extension, you can, as the Raiders, put some guaranteed money in, in Derek Carr's uh, pocket, maybe guarantee the next three years, put, maybe add one year to his deal, guarantee all three years, but take down the first year's pay from what it currently is, right around $21-22 million. Maybe you take that down to $15 million uh, by way of signing bonuses and creative ways that you're going to pay it out. This way, you've created you know $6 million perhaps um, in salary cap space that you can better apply uh, to a, to a you know, position of need. Um, and, and so there's ways to do that. Uh, from if you're Derek Carr's uh, in 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 his position, of course you want a contract extension. You know you've been here, you've gone through some major ups and downs. Um, you've seen a lot of bad times. Uh, the good times could be right around the corner. It seems like the Raiders are definitely headed in that direction. Uh, you've done everything that you can for this organization. You've set records. You've put together three straight four thousand yard seasons. Uh, you have all these team records. Um, you have a command of this offense. You have a great relationship with uh, with John Gruden. You want to be here. You want to be around when the the, the going starts getting good, uh, which looks like that could be uh, any day now. So, if you're Derek Carr, obviously you want to have uh, you want a contract extension. You want to get uh, money guaranteed. You don't want to be in a vulnerable position where. Um, you know, an injury could sabotage the whole thing, and and now all of a sudden, you know, you don't have any more money coming to you. So, from both perspectives, there's um, it makes a lot of sense to do it. There's also maybe a little bit of sense for the Raiders to hold off, uh, as we're seeing with the quarterback market uh, lately. Um, one thing that that uh, an important position to have. Uh, or a place to be in terms of uh, quarterbacks is to be flexible right now. Um, you know, you see guys pop up that uh, are, 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 you know, could be available to you that you wouldn't even have dreamed of being available a week ago, two weeks ago. And so you, maybe you want to be in a position like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in to just swoop in on Tom Brady uh, at that point and you go win a Super Bowl. You know, the Colts now. Uh, they're obviously they traded for Carson Wentz, but before that they they you know were kind of going year by year uh, with their quarterback position. They got Philip Rivers, they go to the playoffs. Now they get Carson Wentz. Uh, if they could get him right, now they've they're in a great position uh, at quarterback. So we'll see. Um, we'll see where where it's all headed. Maybe the new norm is to go short term on some of these quarterback deals rather than getting landlocked to somebody, whether you're the quarterback himself 
or the team, um, and so that everybody has flexibility, a la Tom Brady, a la Phillip Rivers going to the Indianapolis Colts, uh, a la now Carson Wentz getting out of a, what he deemed a bad situation into probably a great situation uh, with the Colts. Um, but we'll, we'll get into all of that, some of my thoughts on, on where I think all of this is headed. I don't think anything is imminent. Um, I think that all the speculation that we're hearing right now um, – you know, I hate to say this, but I think it's uh, you know people just throwing things up against the wall and seeing what sticks. I do not believe, uh, as of yet, anybody sat down and really talked this out. Uh, whether you're the Raiders and 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 uh, Derek Carr, I don't know that officially, but that's the strong inclination and sense that I get being around this and doing this as long as I have. Uh, I don't think those conversations have have begun yet, um, and I think that everything that we're reading right now is just people trying to. Um, you know, connect some dots and trying to, to, to throw stuff out there. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see where all that is headed. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listen line. Welcome in Mike in Denver. He wants to talk about Derek Carr. How you doing, Mike? Hey, Vinny, what's up? I just wanted to bring up, you know, a lot of Raider Twitter. If you read it, it there's a lot of hate towards Carr. And, yeah. uh, and I understand it, but I want to remind the Raider fans, what did we have before Carr? You know, it, it wasn't great. So I'd rather it's have horrible. Right now than, yeah, go back to what we had before. I mean, it was just it was garbage, and so we just we need, kind of need to appreciate what we have now and understand that it can't be gone and it might not come back. I mean, look how long it took for us to get car. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, you know I came I like I've I've, I've expressed this uh, prior uh, on on other shows. Um, you know, in the last couple of weeks right. here, um, look, I, when I took over, uh, covering the Raiders for the Las Vegas review journal, you know, when you, when you're covering a team, I was covering the Rams, you know, for four yeah. years and I'm embedded in the Rams. I'm like all about the Rams. I'm studying up on the Rams. I know their roster, uh, inside and out. I know they're trying, you have to get, have a command of who you cover. And while you're paying attention to other things, you have to be, uh, you know, obviously, you're not intimately involved with those teams, so you don't have, like, a clear, clear picture uh, of, of, of other situations, of what's going on, you know, with Team X and quarterback Y and, and all of that. So, you know, um, in taking this job, obviously, I have seen the kind of give and take uh, in Raider Nation of, about Derek Carr, um, and... Uh, I'll, I'll say this: Once I did take over and I started doing some homework, um, you know, I, I look at Derek Carr and, and I, the way I kind of sized it up is he a perfect quarterback? No, uh, there are very few uh, perfect quarterbacks, if any. Uh, but um, what I saw was was a good quarterback, and I also saw a, 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 a team around him uh, that, for various reasons, you know, there were some bad decisions made, um, you know, some poor drafting. Uh, it, it just, the team around, it, to me, it was always been more about the team around Derek Carr than Derek Carr. I think yeah. Derek Carr is a playoff caliber, uh, quarterback. And I say that, um, with no hesitation whatsoever. I think that Derek Carr uh, is fully capable talent wise, command wise, skill wise, leadership wise, all of those things of being a quarterback on a playoff team. And that said, there's you know 53 there's 52 other uh, 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 roster spots on a roster and you know what you better be darn good um, at, at those 52 other spots no matter who your quarterback is you know you have to be good around your quarterback 
to get to where you need to get to. It can't all be on the quarterback. And um, when I looked at the Raiders roster and and kind of the turnstile that that roster has become over the last, you know, in the, in the seven years that he's been here, coaching changes, new offensive coordinators, new systems, start and stops, uh, rebuilding, all of those type things, that, that takes a heavy toll on a quarterback, yep. you know? Um, so... Uh, it's not it in my eyes it wasn't all him but i still came into this season saying okay my first full season covering the raiders you know let's just see let's just see if my uh, instincts were correct in that this has really been more about what's been around Derek Carr than Derek Carr and the quarterback that i saw play this year um kind of validated those thoughts in my mind he played really well he played really good strong football this year was it perfect no nobody is perfect uh did he have some fumbles yes he had some fumbles i still think a lot of those fumbles uh were the were the uh the uh, issues along the offensive line when you're getting blasted from behind and guys are swiping at the ball and you don't even see him coming or don't have any time to 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 react you know i mean it's it's not an excuse to say you know what that's on the tackle who missed the block or the guard or whatever the case might be uh, anyway, uh, I feel like the Raiders are in a good position right now with their quarterback. Uh, I don't think that he's the issue. I think they need, at this point, to get a lot better defensively. And I think if they do that, Derek Carr is going to be a playoff quarterback. And then we'll be able to judge him uh, when quarterbacks are ultimately judged. And that's in the playoffs. And, you know, you're, you're a playoff quarterback on a playoff team. Can you make the difference in the playoffs, making, you know, you know a, a playoff caliber, a playoff run? Uh, and that's 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 the quarterback that I saw. I know that Raider Nation is still up in arms, uh, one way or another, on, on Derek Carr. But there's no way that I could sit there honestly and write about the Raiders and cover the Raiders and say problem A is Derek Carr. He would be. He's like so far down the list in ter- for me in terms of uh, you know uh, what needs to get better. Um, it's it's not even funny. And primarily, everything else is on defense, and I think that the Raiders need to figure out some, you know, on the offensive line, what are you going to do with Trent Brown? Uh, how could you get better there? How can Henry Ruggs get better? How can Brian Edwards uh, be better? How can you develop a, a more consistent run game uh, and, and capitalize more in the red zone with touchdowns and not just field goals? I think that's where things need to, to, to improve first. I think the quarterback... You're okay uh, with your quarterback. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. We want to talk to Greg, and he wants to talk about the team's other quarterback. Oh, yeah, the Raiders have a couple of quarterbacks that are drawing some interest uh, and being talked about. And the other one is Marcus Mariota, and that's who Greg wants to talk about. How you doing, Greg? Mark, how you doing? Going all the way from uh, sunny Toledo, Ohio. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> you're dressed warm. You're over by the... Uh, uh, the fireplace, and you're sipping some uh, embajador tequila. That'll keep you warm. Something like that. <laughs> oh, out of boy. So, uh, my uh, my question is is uh, I kind of feel like the Raiders have one of the most coveted trade assets in the, in the entire league with Marcus Mariota, and there's a lot of rumors going around. To me, I feel you know why don't why don't we try to trade Marcus Mariota for an established defensive stud like Deron Payne, Roquan Smith, you know it. it the thing about the Raiders in the last couple of years is their their drafting has been extremely questionable. Our free agents have been extremely questionable at best. Why not take one of these assets and trade and get someone who's going to make a difference is a known difference maker. Well, I think that they want to trade uh, Marcus Mari- Mariota. Uh, I think they're definitely open for business on, on on Marcus Mariota, and obviously that makes a lot of sense. Number one, you know, at ten point seven million dollars a year. 
um, he's more of a luxury uh, right now um, than a, a, a major, major need, especially at that number. Um, you know, in a perfect world, you'd love to have Marcus Mariota as your backup quarterback um, and, and, and being strengthened uh, behind your starter, Derek Carr, in case anything happened, you have a, uh, you know, a viable, bona fide uh, NFL, former NFL starter right there behind Derek Carr. That's in a perfect world. But unfortunately, because this salary cap situation uh, is, is so dire, uh, it's going down for the first time in years, maybe not as much as uh, originally thought or speculated on, but it's still going down. Um, and so at $10.7 million, you know, Marcus Mariota is, is a luxury. And uh, the one issue in terms of building a, uh, a trade market for him is that everyone on the outside, i.e. the 31 other teams in the NFL and, and the handful of teams uh, that might be looking at Marcus Mariota as a uh, as a potential op- option for them, they understand what the Raiders' cap situation is. They understand that uh, it's in all likelihood Marcus Mariota is going to be available. Um, you know, uh, uh, second third week in in March uh, when the new league year starts and free agency begins, and you have to be under the salary cap. Um, and you have to, you know, if, if any team, you're, you're going to try to create as much ca- salary cap space as you possibly can before the start of free agency, because you want to be as active as possible in free agency. And in the Raiders case, that means trying to fix your defense. Uh, so, you know, when you go back and start thinking about, okay, um, do the Raiders want to trade him? Sure. Uh, the Raiders want to trade Marcus Mariota. Would they love to have a fourth round pick, fifth round pick for him? Absolutely. Um, that would be, uh, you know, taking uh, advantage of, of of the asset. But is that possible when teams are just probably going to sit back and say, "You're probably going to, you know, you're going to release him." Uh, you know, uh, that's 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 the strong likelihood. Uh, why should I give something up of value if I could just get him in free agency? Now the risk there. Obviously, uh, if you're another team, is that there might be competition for Marcus Mariota on the open market. And so if you are enamored with Marcus Mariota, if you feel we got to get Marcus Mariota, if you're the New England Patriots and there's definitely been some speculation of late um, that that Marcus Mariota might be an option in New England, and that makes a lot of sense, um, you know, there's that's a situation that, you know, that, that, uh, uh, if you're the New England Patriots and you don't want to compete with with anyone else for Marcus Mariota, maybe you just make the deal now. You give up a fifth round pick. Maybe it's a sixth. Maybe it's a fifth round pick uh, with all sorts of um, conditions tied to it that could turn into a third round pick if he plays X amount of snaps and achieves X amount of you know statistical goals and X amount of wins and that type of thing. Uh, if you're the if you're the Raiders, I think you'd be okay with that. Um, one thing about the New England Patriots is they have a lot of money under the salary cap, so they may be thinking, "Look, if it gets to a point where Marcus Mariota is on the open market and re- we really want him, we're in a great position to be able to sign him because we have just a whole bunch of money under the salary cap, so we could beat teams." At that game, because we have more money to to be able to uh, to uh, to offer him, and he's not going to get a big con. He's not going to get like a major, lucrative, long term deal. But if they can, you know, give him, uh, you know, more than he, more than other teams can because of their salary cap situation, they're in the best position possible uh, to sign him as a free agent. But that could also motivate another team. Maybe it's the um, you know maybe the Chicago Bears. 
uh, want to uh, uh, bring a Marcus Mariota in. They've they've they lost out on um, on Carson Wentz. Obviously, I don't think that they w- they went strongly uh, to bat. Uh, for him, maybe Marcus Mariota makes a little bit of a sense for, for that. Maybe the Washington Football Club. Maybe that's um, a place where where Marcus Mariota uh, is coveted. And if you can get, and I'm talking about the Raiders, if the Raiders can get a couple of teams interested uh, in, in in Marcus Mariota, you know, then all of a sudden maybe you create a competition and you're able to to maximize that and capitalize on that. We'll see. Uh, but I but I agree. I think that Marcus Mariota. Um, I think the, the the game that he played last year against the Los Angeles Chargers opened up a lot of eyes. Uh, I think Marcus Mariota, if you if you run him out there 16 games, and that's the Marcus Mariota that you're getting, you're getting a pretty good football player, uh, a guy that uh, obviously you know flashed with his legs, his arm, uh, his competitiveness, um, all of those type of things. Uh, are seem to be back on track for Marcus Mariota after a couple of lost years in Tennessee where he kind of fell um, you know mentally and spiritually and physically he was hurt he was a beat up player uh, when he got to uh, Las Vegas and and I give the Raiders uh, credit for kind of having patience with him and sticking him uh, down there in, in the lab a little bit for a, a good part of this season last season just trying to get him right and I think he I think they did right by Marcus Mariota and I think that uh, he'll always owe them a little bit of thanks for that and if it's got him back on the right track and they can reap something um, uh, of value for him and it also sets him him, him up uh, to, to go compete for a, a starting job uh, you know, in a better situation than he has here with the Raiders because Derek Carr is obviously the established guy. Hey, it worked out for everybody, right? Uh, that's one of those good stories where it all worked out for everybody. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. This is Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. What up, what up, what up? Raider Nation on a Monday, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Lots of things that are percolating right now uh, around the NFL. What a critical next couple of weeks. A little less than a month, actually, uh, until the new league year starts. Um, You know, there's, uh, we already know the salary cap is going down. Uh, The salary cap is not going down as much as originally thought. Part of that reason is because the players have decided in working with the NFL to borrow against future salary caps in order to um, try to mitigate um, the effect uh, that COVID-19 had on revenue uh, this year. As we mentioned last week, you know, you're, you're, the salary cap is predicated on uh, revenue from the previous year. So, um, you know, at the end of each year, the NFL counts all the money that comes in from everywhere, television, ticket sales, mer- all merchandise, everything. It all gets thrown into this big pot. Uh, they count it all up, and whatever the figure is, uh, 48% automatically goes to the players toward player salary. That's their cut of uh, the revenue, 48%, beginning, I think it began this year, was the 48%. It was up by, 
you know, 47.5%, I want to say. Anyway, it's gone up. The player's cut has gone up to 48%. You take whatever 48% is of whatever the NFL made in that previous year, you take that 48%, and it's a lot of money, (laughs) and then you divide it by 32 teams. Last year, that worked out to $198 million per team. Uh, So times, multiply $198 million times 32, and that is the 40, let's just say 48% of uh, the revenue that the NFL made the previous year, okay? So that's how salary caps are are determined and decided. Um, The problem is, oh, looks like... uh, Oh, a little bit early, but that's okay. Uh, we got my good friend Sam Gordon coming in from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Sam, how you doing, my brother? What's up, Vinny? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. You know, we just mentioned COVID nineteen and the effect that it has. So it's changed the way radio kind of works. So I apologize for not knowing that you were uh, you were oh, um, uh, online and and uh, I was giving you an earful about the salary cap, which you I know you already know all about. So uh, my apologies for that. Welcome in. Appreciate you spending some time uh, with us in the huddle. Um, you know, we've been talking, Sam, about you know all this speculation about Derek Carr and the Raiders closing in on a new contract extension. Uh, my strong sense is uh, that nothing is imminent. Um, I'm not sure where all these rumors are are starting uh, or are, are getting started. I, it kind of feels like people are just throwing things up against a wall, um, you know, and, and seeing what sticks. But my inclination, my sense is it's got, it's not got to that point. Um, but I think it does make a lot of sense. Um, you know, in, if it's, if it's create, if it's situate, if it's, I should say, uh, structured uh, in a certain way where the Raiders can take down Derek's salary in uh, 2021 from $22 million to say $16 million uh, put some guaranteed money in his pocket, yada yada yada. But the Raiders would be allowed to would be it would allow the Raiders to create some salary cap space this year, but also kind of reward Derek Carr for the his service, what he's done. He's the all time leader in this and that and that and this for the Raiders. Uh, you do right by Derek Carr. You help yourself a little bit in the short term, and you also secure your quarterback for the next three years. Let's say. What are your thoughts uh, after you know now covering Derek Carr for the last couple of years? What are your thoughts just on the general thought of the Raiders extending his contract? It doesn't. I don't feel like it's ever going to. It's not going to be one of those five-year, three hundred million dollar kind of deals. Everyone needs to get that out of their head. But something moderate, something on the short term. Um, that keeps him here for the next, you know, three years at least. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, Vinny, I think it makes a ton of sense, right? Uh, Derek Carr has proven to be a a good starting NFL quarterback over the course of the last several years, and I feel like, uh, you know, what we saw in 2020 is there are certain ways where he's still continuing to get better. Uh, you know, ha- has a rapport with, with John Gruden, or so it would seem in that offense now after three years, uh, continuing to be very accurate with the football. I was really impressed with the way he kind of used his legs at times throughout the course of the year. I, 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 we, we know he's a good athlete, but I feel like this year was the year in which he showcased it the most. And, you know, buying time in the pocket and, and running for first downs situationally while still, for the most part, preserving his body and staying healthy. But uh, he's, you know, 29 years old, uh, about to be 30, uh, entering the prime of his career, has put forth several very, very good years. Uh, quarterbacks are, I mean, it feels like there are quarterbacks, you know, changing teams left and right, but, but we know star- quality quality starting quarterbacks in the NFL are at a premium, and, and he's proven to be that. 
uh, it gives uh, an extension like that, a two or a three year kind of extension, would would give you a window into his prime and, and see how uh, the the team kind of uh, how you're able to construct the team around him, and if if you're able to put together an adequate enough roster to get to the postseason with him at the helm. And at the same time, it's not you know like you said, I and mean, he's not one of these big time quarter uh, contracts, you know, a la a Carson Wentz or a Jared Goff, where you have a ton of trouble moving it. I think I think Derek Carr is is uh, more reliable or than, than those guys. Certainly a, a better player has put forth better seasons in you know, the last couple of years and, and has the upside to be a, the kind of quarterback that can get a team into the playoffs. And uh, if it makes financial sense for both sides, and like you said, put, puts money in Derek Carr's pocket, gives him the security of, hey, you're our guy. We trust you for the next few years. We're going to continue to build this thing around you. It, it gives him that kind of security. And, and so it helps solidify the rest of the roster. Then, then to me, uh, it feels like a win-win if the, if the sides are able to parse something out. Um, it's uh, just with, with everything, with, with where we're at in, in 2021, um, it just like you touched on with, this, with the salary cap, with the uncertainty there, with the kind of things we don't know and what's it going to be next year and the year after that and the year after that, to just take care of Carr and, 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 and from his perspective, he locks in some money the next few years. He knows where he's at. The future is very certain. Uh, it feels like it makes a ton of sense for both parties. We're talking to Sam Gordon. You could follow him, and I strongly urge you to do that. Uh, by Sam Gordon, uh, he uh, covers a lot of different things at the Las Vegas Review Journal. Always does a great job, uh, and in particular, uh, you know his his work on the Raiders uh, is 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 top notch. Uh, so so go give him a follow. Okay, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, though, um, in terms of from the Raiders' position. Um, I think that. There's there's sense to be made from the Raiders. You can bring, like I said, you can bring a salary cap uh, hit down uh, next year, create a little bit more flexibility uh, under the sa- under the uh, salary cap in order to go, you know, figure out other needs or address other needs. However, I want to ask you this, Sam. Uh, the when yeah. we're looking at the quarterback situation uh, this year, last year, um, these last first, just these last couple of years have really shown. Um, how important being flexible and adaptable is at that position. Um, it, it's just funny how it's kind of turned that way. Like even these, these, and we talked about this on, on our podcast this morning, but you know, th- 2017, Jared Goff and uh, Carson Wentz went toe to toe at the Coliseum in Los Angeles in a, a <laughs> tremendous football game featuring yeah. two uh, stars at quarterback, future stars of the NFL at quarterback. And he, had you told me in 2017 uh, that a quarterback that helped get his team to the Super Bowl and Carson Wentz, I mean, that's the year that they went to the Super Bowl. He wasn't able to, to um, you know, enjoy it because he, he hurt his leg. But he was on his way to an MVP year last year, or that yep. year, and he, and he, he started that whole thing uh, churning in the right direction. And Jared Goff, who would soon follow him to the Super Bowl a couple years later, if you would have told me that neither one of those guys would be the quarterback of their current of those two teams now, just a couple of years later, I'd have told you you're crazy. But yet here we are. Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. Philip Rivers went and took the Indianapolis Colts uh, to the uh, to, to the playoffs. Deshaun Watson might be available. Matt Stafford just got traded. Like, is it better off maybe to just be flexible now that if something were to come about? A guy that you didn't think was going to be available becomes available, and you are in a better position to go make that happen for your team and get better at the most important position on the field. Is there something to be said about that nowadays? 
Oh uh, yeah, sure. I, I think so. But at the same time, if you can solidify a quality, you know, top ten ish, top eight, top ten quarterback now, uh, and, and create some just create some financial flexibility that allows you to win with said quarterback right now. I mean, why not do it? I think the, the Deshaun Watson situation, where you have a guy who, in my opinion, is one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL, the kind of guy that who in Houston now. Granted, the team struggled in 2020, even though he had his best individual season. But in Houston has proven that you can put – doesn't matter what he has around him. I, you give me a quality, just a decent roster, a couple playmakers, I'm going 10-6, and 11-5, we're going to make the playoffs. That didn't matter that there was instability with the coaching. Didn't matter that the offensive line wasn't very good. Didn't matter that the defense was hit, hit and miss. With Deshaun Watson under center, you have, you have a chance, right? Those guys like that, that's – the fact that he is available or the fact that he is, quote, you know, in air quotes available, whatever term you want to use, that – it just doesn't happen. So seeing Deshaun Watson uh, right now being available, I don't think that should skew the kind of the reality of the marketplace because more often than not, you have guys, if there is anybody available, it is guys at that Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins kind of level. And I don't think those guys, you know, in my opinion, are significant upgrades, if at upgrades at all, over Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is firmly in that class of quarterback and in the upper echelon of that class of quarterback when you get outside of the, you know, the real, real elite guys. I think Derek Carr is right there as good as anybody else kind of in the next tier. So uh, I, I, if, if I'm not banking on anybody like that being available again anytime soon, you would imagine that Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson are going to get contracts done and long-term deals that are probably going to reward them quite handsomely and rightfully so because those, those are two big-time quarterbacks in the NFL. I think another, another advantage of getting that car deal done, if it is something they want to explore and if these talks are going to happen, uh, it would allow you to kind of solidify him and lock him in before the quarterback market resets because we know, uh, generally speaking, now we'll see what kind of effect the pandemic has on this in the next couple of years, but generally speaking, these quarterback contracts, these long-term deals, the, the, the guaranteed money and the annual money just goes up and up and up and up and up. So if you can get in ahead of that curve before some of these guys really lock in big deals, uh, I, I think it would make both you know a lot of sense. And Of course, you want to be flexible. I'm sure the Raiders are always going to do their due diligence and monitor that market and you know, see what Deshaun Watson is going to go for and see if there's any type of possibility to, to bring him around. And like, I'm sure a lot of other teams are doing too, but you can't bank on that happening anytime soon. So uh, it, it, again, I think an extension would make, make sense for both parties. And, and if you get him at an affordable number, who says you can't move him down the road, you know, next year or the year after and still get a pretty good return in the event that something that you want to make a change. So uh, a short-term deal maybe doesn't create maximum flexibility, but it still creates flexibility nonetheless, for the Raiders to do what's in their best interest. Sam, the Raiders have been in Las Vegas uh, for, for one year. Um, uh, we, as a paper, started covering the Raiders, you know, uh, the minute, um, I wasn't here, but the minute, you know, they, or even before, but the, but the, for sure the minute they they uh, were, were uh, you know, granted access to Las Vegas and approved to move to Las Vegas, you know, our, our paper was all uh, over it. So it's been three, four years now uh, that the Las Vegas Review-Journal has been covering the Raiders. And we, we, we've been able to see, um, you know, kind of remarkably so, uh, this give and take on Derek Carr uh, throughout Raider Nation. Um, I can't remember a more polarizing quarterback within one fan base uh, uh, than, than Derek Carr. I don't think he's the problem. I think, I think the bigger problem has been what's going on around Derek Carr uh, throughout his career with the Raiders, and I think they're kind of in place or at least on a target to get things headed in the right direction in a big way, and I think he deserves the chance uh, to, to enjoy that and, and be a part of it. But 
are you surprised at all in covering the Raiders um, how polarizing a figure Derek Carr really is? And why do you suspect that is? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised to a degree. And I think it's because this fan base, I mean, they want to win. This, this fan base wants to, I mean, this is, again, we, we know that there's a very, very storied franchise that for a long, long time was kind of one of the benchmarks, benchmark barometer kind of franchises in the NFL for what a successful team looked like. And when since Derek Carr's been in, in the town, or in, in with the Raiders uh, outside of 2016, there hasn't he hasn't made the playoffs and, and hasn't played in the playoff game. Uh, of course, injured him, you know, got injured right before the, the Raiders, uh, right before the playoffs started. Really, never got a chance to kind of represent what he was able to do that year and get out on the field and lead that playoff caliber team. You know, the best team, uh, one of the best teams he's had with the franchise since he's been in town. So I get that. Like the the the, the franchise, want, like, there's expectations. It's, it's what what can you do for me now? We want to make the playoffs. We want to win. I, th- I would imagine that's what the fan base is thinking, but at the same time, to your point, Vinny, you've got to be realistic about this, that some of the dysfunction and some of the chaos and the struggles and the losing, like that had all been going on several years before Derek Carr got into town. And it- it's-, it's been kind of a slow burn, and, and it- the-, the process hasn't been as-, as eloquent or as perfect as some of the Raider fans, you know, I'm sure they want, and I understand that, and there hasn't been a lot of winning. But he has- you have to ask yourself this, are they losing – because because of Derek Carr. And I would say, no, I don't think he's the main problem. He's not the kind of quarterback that you can necessarily stick out there just on any team, any situation, and he's going to win games and make it work. Like, he's not Patrick Mahomes, and, he, you know, obviously Mahomes is a loaded uh, supporting cast around him, but you get what I'm saying. He's not Russell Wilson. That's fine. That doesn't mean you can't win and can't succeed at a high level. It's just that it's taken time uh, with the Raiders to put a quality team around him. And as you saw this year, now that he has a big-time, legitimate, unguardable player, Darren Waller, who's really emerged in the last couple of years and, and had a solid offensive line and, and some quality skill players, you know, Nelson Aguilar, a legitimate deep threat, he put forth his best season to date, and the team was in playoff contention in, until, you know, things happened in the last month of the season. And, yeah, it's, it's fair to, to say, you know, could, could he have played a little better down the stretch? Were there, were there players that he left out there on the field? Sure, but the, the collapse, I don't think, was all on him, and there has been tangible progress, I think, in the last couple of years. So, yeah, while, while you want results, I get that. The, the fan base wants results. It's been a long time coming. There's been a lot of losing. I understand that, but, but I don't think Derek Carr has been in the core, at, at the core of that losing. And who, who better is there out there? Like, like, again, this Deshaun Watson thing, that's unprecedented. That's, that doesn't happen where quarterbacks that good are available. You're not just going to move on from Derek Carr and instantly find somebody – who's way better, who's all of a sudden going to transform this franchise. Uh, so to, to me, I think it's a little unrealistic and a little unfair to put all the blame on him. Sure, he could have been better in some key spots, but take a look at all the teams in the NFL. I mean, how many of them feel really, really good about what they have at quarterback? I don't think too many do. So the, the Raiders aren't necessarily in a boat that, that other, other teams aren't in, and I think there are a lot of teams out there that would love to have Derek Carr that might feel that they're a Derek Carr-caliber quarterback away from being real contenders. It's for the Raiders. It's about building out the rest of that roster and letting him see what he can do with it as he enters. I believe are going to be the prime years of his career. And to your point, Matthew Stafford is a hell of a quarterback and maybe even better than Derek Carr probably is better than Derek Carr. What does that get him in Detroit? Nothing basically. Yeah. Uh, it's been dysfunction in Detroit. They've had a f- couple fleeting moments, um, but you know, uh, but, but the team around him, 
reflected the success of the team, not the success of the quarterback. He was always putting up good numbers and 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 is a good quarterback. And now, so again, it'll be interesting to see what he does in a much better infrastructure around him with Los Angeles Rams. Let's yep. see how good a quarterback he really is. And for as good as Russell Wilson is, there's been some down years in in Seattle, and they haven't sure. you know broken through back to the Super Bowl because the team around him hasn't been as good as it was when they were winning Super Bowl. So as good as Russell Wilson is, he still has a ceiling, uh, and it's it's tied into the talent that you put uh, around him. Um, so uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, I think that you know the Raiders are closing in on being a team that we can really finally see, okay, where what kind of quarterback is Derek Carr truly? You put him in a good situation and on a good team, on a complete team, and I think – you know, if you get that defense figured out, then then it'll be as complete as he's been a team that he's been on in his entire career. It'll be interesting to see where he could take uh, this team under those circumstances. All right, Sam. Before we let you get out of here, I need your prediction. Um, yeah. A month from now, where is Trent Brown? Mm, ooh, what team is he uh, on, or not on? I I think a month from now, once the new league, I think he's. I, I, I'm going to predict that he's going to be a free, a free agent, a free agent. And I don't think he's going to be on the Raiders, and I don't think he's going to be one of the first guys that's going to sign a deal right at the strike, right as, as you know, twelve or one a.m. or whatever time that is. Uh, I think there's going to be a market for him uh, when he, when he's healthy, when he is motivated, when he is in shape, when he is locked in. He is one of the better offensive linemen in the NFL. I think he's proven that in New England. He, he's proven that throughout the course of his career. Even when, when he was healthy with the Raiders, uh, I think there was a big difference in kind of the way the offensive line played. And that was a strength of the team uh, for the most part the last few years. As, as, with all the instability and all the kind of the things that the struggles that the franchise has had, uh, the, the offensive line play for the most part has been good. And when he's been out there, it's been even better. So, there's a lot of ability there. He's only 28 years old, uh, or going to be 28 at the, at, the, at the time of the beginning of the 2021 season, and he's going to have his fair share of suitors. Uh, my opinion, just in my opinion, it doesn't make sense for him for the Raiders to bring him back. Certainly not at that price tag. Maybe they try and renegotiate something where where he gets a little bit more extra guaranteed money, but it takes that cap hit down a little bit, and it, it makes sense for both teams. I think he's on the Raiders if they can come to terms there, where. Maybe it's like a, you know an incentive laden deal where you, if he reach certain, reaches certain benchmarks or plays X amount of games or starts this many games or makes a Pro Bowl or things like that, there are escalators. I mean, I think you see contracts structured like that all the time in different sports, and, and maybe that would uh, be something that would incentivize the Raiders and Trent Brown to make something work. But frankly, Vinny, in my opinion, the last two years, you you like like John Gruden had said, they have brought him in to kind of be the LeBron James of right tackles and. Um, one of the things that makes LeBron James LeBron James is he's available every single night. Like you're, he's going to play and he's going to play at a high level. And Trent Brown hasn't been available. And availability is your greatest ability. They only got half the games that they they thought they were going to get from him for whatever reason, injuries, the coronavirus, things of that nature. It hasn't always worked out. Not always his fault. But the bottom line is wh- wh- whoever's fault it is or not fault it is, he hasn't been able to play and play at a high enough level. And uh, I think it would make sense for the Raiders to, to kind of see what's out there. Maybe there's somebody else in free agency that's a little cheaper or a little more affordable, more team-friendly deal that can give you 80% or 90% of his ability. Maybe it's a draft. Uh, I've mentioned to you before, I, I don't think you could ever be too deep at offensive line, having too many great offensive linemen. And if you can find a starting tackle, I mean, you see teams do it all the time in the second, third, fourth rounds if you don't want to use your first pick on an offensive lineman. So, 
Um, that's my prediction. Uh, I think, again, I think he's going to have his fair share of suitors if the Raiders part ways with him. But I, based on the experience he's had with the franchise and the franchise has had with him the last couple of years, it feels like it's one of those things where it makes sense for both parties to just move forward. Well, there you have it. Uh, Sam Gordon from Las Vegas Review, Review Journal. Not afraid uh, to, to get out there uh, and make a bold prediction. Uh, we'll see where that is all uh, headed. There's problems. It's problematic either way you look at it. Um, and, and, you know, uh, there's, there's uh, you know, concerns either way, uh, whether, the, whether you keep Trent Brown or you move away from Trent Brown. Um, and part of that is because, as you said, his availability has been, you know, really spotty uh, these last couple of years. Sam, thanks so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you down the line. Thank you so much, man. Anytime, Vinny. Pleasure all mine. Talk to you soon. All right. That's Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Yeah! Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday. You're in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It is National um, Margarita Day, by the way. And um, I have a uh, a great margarita uh, drink recipe. Um, so if you got your pen and uh, uh, paper, um, I'll, I'll hook you up right now. Uh, three ounces of Embajador Supreme Añejo. A fourth an ounce of agave nectar. Mm, that sounds good. Uh, one or two dash of uh, anguestera bitters. One branded che- uh, cherry, brandied uh, cherry. One orange peel and one large ice cube. Uh, that is called the El Viejo JJ. So three ounces of Embajador Supreme Añejo. Uh, a quarter ounce of ag- uh, agave nectar. Um uh, one or two dashes of uh, bitters, uh, a brandied cherry, an orange peel, and a large ice cube. So there you go. Um, that is a, uh, a nice margarita for you, a uh, recipe for you on uh, National Margarita Day. Uh, can never go wrong on National Margarita Day. Come on now. Um, anyway, uh, I just want to say thanks to Embajador for everything that they do. There's going to be some big announcements coming. Um, they're busy at work uh, coming up with some great Great things uh, and great concepts, and I really can't wait uh, to share it all with you. I, I, I know what's up. Uh, I'm just going to let you know that I know what's up, uh, and you're going to enjoy it. I guarantee it. So, uh, But we're talking about Derek Carr. We're talking about uh, all these this speculation about a contract extension uh, for Derek Carr. Uh, the instincts, the sense, the inclination um, is that uh, nothing is imminent uh, on, on that end. I'm not sure why all this is coming out. Um, right now, it just seems like, uh, like I said, a bunch of people kind of throwing things up uh, against a wall to see what sticks. But uh, my instincts tell me that um, uh, it's not there yet and uh, nothing's imminent. So uh, take that a- as you will. I do think it makes sense uh, on a lot of fronts for both sides. Uh, obviously, Derek Carr, uh, with no guaranteed money left uh, on the next two years at $40 million, none of it is guaranteed. Uh, if you're Derek Carr and you could get at least those two years guaranteed. Forty million dollars is forty million dollars. Somebody on uh, 
on Twitter said, you know, uh, oh, I would reject that offer. If, if the Raiders came to Derek Carr and said, hey, look, we'll guarantee you the next two years of your deal right now, um, make that guaranteed, uh, which alleviates a lot of concern and a lot of vulnerability, um, and add a, a third year uh, to the deal. Um, and somebody on Twitter said, I would not take that. I'd say, you know, hit, hit, uh, take a walk. It's $40 million guaranteed. Um, sorry, but uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. Um, and uh, also getting one more year, and if you're if you're healthy and if you're playing well, you're going to get that next year. That that maybe even at that point you can renegotiate another uh, you know uh, short term uh, extension. So uh, I would not be so quick uh, to bat that one away as if uh, it has no merit. Trust me on that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur.